Hello, everybody. Good evening. <clears throat> Welcome back. This week is Parashat Tzav, it's Parashat Gadol, and we're continuing learning um, Halachas of Pesach, Erev Pesach, and the Seder. And I encourage everybody, uh, if you have any questions, please, uh, ideally, if you can chat them, this way it's a little easier to follow. But you can also stop and ask them as we go along, and uh, there'll be time for questions afterwards as well. So beginning with Erev Pesach, all kashering needs to be completed before uh, Chatzais, or even a little bit before Chatzais, on Erev Pesach. So any kind of kashering you're planning on doing, if you want to kasher Bechers, whatever it is you want to do, that needs to be done uh, early in, er, on Erev Pesach or any, any previous day, but after it becomes this man that the uh, Chametz is Osir, on Erev Pesach you can't kasher anymore. On Erev Pesach you should plan that the haircuts, nail cutting, manicures, Washing clothes should all be completed before Chatzais on Erev Pesach. So try to plan ahead so that you don't find yourself Erev Pesach after Chatzais with needing to do um, one of those. If uh, it's necessary, if you do get stuck and it's after Chatzais, you need a haircut, it is permitted, but it has to be a non-Jewish barber. And uh, nail cutting and manicures as well, if you haven't done it and you do still want to do it, you can do it b'dievet after chatzais. But l'chatchila, again, try to plan ahead so that you do that the day before or Pesach or whenever, but not, not after chatzais. Um, and washing clothing, again, after chatzais, it should only be done by a non-Jew on Erev Pesach. Um, and uh, try as well to see, to uh, do as much laundry as possible before Chalmayit, so you avoid Chalmayit shalas, if at all possible, assuming you have enough clothing. Matzah can't be eaten by anyone who is Chinuch age, um, starting Arab Pesach. So matzah, which has been cooked, uh, can be eaten. So you could eat a knedel Arab Pesach because it's cooked. But matzah or matzah male, like um, you know, ground matzah, which has not been cooked, it's just been baked, even though it's been made into a cake, um, you still can't eat it Erev Pesach once a child is the age of Chinuch. They can't have that anymore. Salt water also should be prepared Erev Pesach, but if you forgot, uh, you can prepare at night as well, on just then you can only do a small amount, the na- amount you need for that night's Seder, and then again you do it again for the next night. Um, the main course served by the Seder needs to be cooked meat or chicken. It shouldn't be baked or roasted or barbecued. That's the minute you don't eat um, a roasted meat or, or baked by, uh, by the Seder. So cooking is kind of a loose definition of cooking. And technically, if you have a pan of chicken and you just fill it up with a lot of liquid, that covers it, and even though the liquid boils off somewhat, but there's a lot of liquid in it, then uh, that's considered cooked chicken, even though to us it looks like baked chicken, but that's, that's enough. So if you fill it up with anything, uh, as long as there's a lot of liquid in it, that's fine. <clears throat> Everyone is equally obligated in arbakaisis. Uh, there are men, women, and the uh, minimum amount that a person needs to drink to be able to be yaitse is roiv revius, the majority of revius. What, what is that? So that means like this you should have a cup, a kais, that minimally holds, at le- you, the best is if your, cu- if your cup holds four ounces. So see to it that your cup should, be able to, should have a, at least four ounces. If it's a little less, it's also okay, but the best is that it should have at least four ounces. And of that, you need to drink two, two ounces. Two ounces is not that much. It's like, it's, you know, if you have those little plastic shot glasses, it's two of those. And that's how much you have to drink, and you have to drink that much within um, 
pretty quickly. Lechatchila needs to be, you have to drink it. You can't sip it. You have to drink it pretty quickly. I tell people, I tell this to my own kids and uh, others as well, that rather than drain the first kais and the second kais, and then when you get to the third kais and the fourth kais, you're not going to be able to drink it and you're going to sip it. Um, don't do that. Instead, drink exactly what you need to drink from the first kais and the second kais, the two ounces, and then you'll be able to drink the third kais and the fourth kais. So it's important to think ahead <coughs> in that way. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, uh, and in addition, when choosing what you want to drink by the Seder, there is a number of different... Um, uh, you know, levels of what's ideal, it's red wine and, and this and that. Really, the most ideal and number one quality that you should look for is wine that you like. <laughs> that's the main thing and wine that you're able to drink. That's really number one quality. After that, you know, that's good to have red wine and so on and so forth. But really, that's the main thing to look out for. Get wine that you like and that you're able to drink and you'll enjoy it. And that's the best, that's the best key of mitzvah when you enjoy what you're drinking and you're not gagging by the time you get to the fourth kites. <clears throat> Once you uh, made Kiddush, you're allowed to drink something else. You should just have that in mind. So let's say, you know, after Kiddush, you're still going to be thirsty. So you, as long as you had it in mind, you're allowed to drink at that point. Without it, you don't have to make a shahakal. You, you can drink... Um, you know, water, soda, whatever, or tea, you can have that. And just once you start Magid, once you actually start saying that, God, you're not supposed to eat or drink at that point. But up to that point, which means up to Manishtana, um, you, can, you can drink uh, due to the Kiddush. And it's also, I, I, say, I, usually, I say this, I think, every year, you can also eat. Uh, and and it's also, it happens to be a good idea, either for yourself and certainly for, like, children, um, who are, you know, chinuch or over bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah, but they're starving and they didn't eat anything Arab Pesach, which is a mistake. They should eat at things Arab Pesach, but if they didn't or you didn't, so you could eat. You're allowed to eat after Kiddush. There's a little bit, uh, to the tricky part, excuse me, is just uh, when exactly to eat. Really, if you want to eat something, you need to do it before you do karpas. Why? Because once you do karpas, you made a bar priyadama, and you want that bar priyadama to work for your mara. So you can't make a bar nefashis. So anything else you eat, you're going to have to make a bar nefashis. And then you just basically undid whatever karpas did. So you need to eat, if you want to eat something, you need to eat it before you eat karpas, and you make a bar nefashis on it. So let's say you can have an egg, you can have soup, that's all fine. Eat that before... Um, before before Karpas, basically right after Kiddush, um, make a bar nefashis, and then you could do Karpas and go on with the with the rest of the seder. And and like I said, um, it's not a bad idea if it'll especially if it'll help people be less um, hungry and hangry and cranky about the length of the seder. Um, all men, women, and children, as long as they're age of chinuch, uh, are required to say the Haggadah. Now. They don't have to say it, or you, anybody really, you don't have to say it in, in uh, Hebrew. You could say it in English. It can be said in any language. I would, though, tell you to halal and the brachas, obviously, those you should say in Hebrew. But other than that, you can read the English, and it's better, actually, to, to, to know what you're saying than to uh, zip through the Hebrew and not know what you're saying. So, lechatchila, you can do that. Uh, ideally, nothing should be skipped. All parts of the Haggadah are important and essential, but that's not always an option. Sometimes you are forced to skip. So, uh, what can you skip? So, you, these are the parts that have, you do have to say, is starting from Manashtana, that you have to say and hear Manashtana. Avadam Hayinu, Mitchila Avdeh Avadizara Hayavisenu, 
Um, you, do, you say the Makis, you have to say Pesach, Matzah, Mar, and you have to say Lefikach, and you have to say Hal. So uh, those are the things, the main points that need to be covered up till the Suda. From the Sudan on, which means uh, every, all the mitzvahs by the Suda, and then you do benching, and then everything after the Suda, you have to say. Those, all those things have to be said until the fourth Kais, and after the fourth Kais, then there are a lot of different things. You can say those are all voluntary. Those are essentially piyutim. They're kind of like the things we say in Rosh Hashanah and Kippur during davening. They're piyutim, so you could or could not say those. Those those are not part of the Seder, per se. But everything between the third and the fourth kais, that has to be said. Um, as far as the amount that you of matzah you need to eat, if you are trying to uh, limit your carb intake, <laughs> or whatever other reason, you don't want to eat a lot of matzah. So... Um, this is the way it works. For the, you have to eat matzah three times on Pesach night. You have to eat it for the first kezayis when you make the bracha of alchilas matzah. You have to eat matzah by kairich and you have to eat matzah by afikaimen. By the first kezayis, you need to eat the equivalent of a double kezayis because it's a mitzvah min hatayra. It's a deraisa mitzvah, so you have to eat the larger amount of a kezayis. For the second and the third, which is for kairich and for afikaimen, you don't. You can just eat one kezayis, which is a smaller, and it's not such a large amount. So uh, when it comes to the hand matzahs, it's a little hard to give an exact amount because they they vary depending on weight and uh, and density. So uh, it's hard to know exactly. But what we, we used to have shatzer matzis aleim uh, that doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Uh, but they were kind of thick. So um, for the first kezayis, you're of the hand matzis, you're supposed to eat about a half a matzah. It could be a little bit less. Um, but that's about what you were supposed to eat for the first kezayis. On a machine matzah, you should be eating about two-thirds of a machine matzah, assuming it's about 30 grams. You should be eating about thir- uh, two-thirds of a machine matzah. And then uh, for the other kezayisim, it's half of that, so a quarter, about a quarter of a hand matzah and about a third of a machine matzah is sufficient, or even less, uh, even a, four, a quarter of a machine matzah um, is, uh, is sufficient for, for uh, for this for the second kezayis for for another for kairech and for for uh, afikaimen. So that's about what you need to you need to eat. And uh, for mara, um, there's uh, for uh, if you can eat a whole leaf of romaine, it's about a one and a half leaf is a sufficient of a larger somewhat larger leaf. And if you want to weigh them and prepare them in advance, which is not a bad idea, at least just to test it out to see around how much each thing is. So the leaf alone, you need it 20 grams. Stalk alone, it needs to be 24 grams. And a whole leaf, which combines the stalk and the leaf, is 21 and a half grams. So that's what you, that, the weight, basically, if you're using a whole leaf, you have to have about 21 and a half grams. And if you weigh it, you'll see that's about the size of a large leaf. Um, I want to cover a, little, a couple of halachas of chalamite. Um, so Chazal prohibited uh, doing laundry on Chalmayit, and the reason for this uh, is so that we do all our laundry Arab Yantiv. Chazal wanted us to make sure we have clean clothing for Yantiv. Uh, there was a big temptation to leave it to Chalmayit because you weren't going to work, so then you'll have time to do laundry. So therefore they said no laundry on Yantiv, and that's the reason why they said no haircuts on Chalmayit either. And they made it an across-the-board Isser. And uh, even if, like, you're clothing it dirty, they're pretty machmer about that. None, nonetheless, children's clothing could be laundered, and we're pretty lenient about it. So up till about 12, we're pretty lenient that you can wash children's clothing without thinking about it too much. Once they get older, um, they, you, we need to warn them <laughs> that they should be careful with their clothing because you're not really allowed to wash it at that point. 
Um, and even if you're doing a load for clothing, you still can't put in your own clothing. So you can do a load for children, but you still are not permitted. Even if a, a gaita is doing it, you're still not permitted to put in clothing, your own clothing. Um, you, it's ideal to plan it ahead and make sure that you do have, we have, enough clothing to last us through Chalamite. Um I'm not going to say that's necessarily cheap, and sometimes that will cause, you know, it may be expensive, uh, may not be possible, but if you can plan it in advance to make sure there's enough socks and underwear and whatever, uh, that is what should be done. You should, you should be buying it enough in advance so that you won't have to do, um, you won't have to do laundry on Chalambayt. But uh, if you do run out of clothing on Yantiv and it's not an option to buy, then you are allowed to then you are allowed to wash certain a certain amount of it. You should actually call with a shiloh. So it's really not simple, and that's why it's halachically speaking, the right thing to do is to make sure ensure that you have enough clothing to last you through. Um, if you're uh, a, you know a mother with a small baby, a nursing mother, uh, so the baby gets your clothing dirty. So that's kind of the same thing like baby clothing. So that that's that the same way you can wash the baby's clothing, you can wash your clothing that gets dirty because you have a baby. Um, spot cleaning though is permitted. So if there's little, if you got like a little dirt, you can wash it off, you know, by hand. That's okay. That's allowed. And if something got stained and will get ruined unless you soak it, you're allowed to do that as well. And likely, likewise, if something got wet and you need to dry it, you can do that as well. Um, washing tablecloths, linen, and towels are also included in the scissor. But if you have a big company, a lot of company, and there's just no way you can have enough towels and linen for all the company, so then you are allowed to wash on, on Chalamide. One other thing that there is leniency to wash on Chalamide are, are uh, tights and stockings. Those are allowed to be washed on Chalamide. It's an interesting reason why, but there is a leniency, so that's another thing you could rely to wash during Chalamide.